0: So, guess what? I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self Care is partnered with Buoy Hydration Products. Buoy is a really cool new invention. How how is it different, first off, from all other hydration products that are out there? Buoy likes to call themselves easy squeezy electrolytes. Let's be honest. Most of the time, if you look out on the market for products that, quote, keep you hydrated, it usually comes in the form of a powder or a pill or a tablet, or some type of specific drink. And here's the other thing. There are so many sports drinks out there that are just loaded with sugar and all kinds of extra additives and sweeteners and whatever else. I mean, the FDA literally recommends every American get no more than 26 grams of sugar every day. That's the baseline recommendation. And you can easily eclipse that in one drink. Well, buoy felt like the alternatives needed to be better. So they've come up with this really cool, squeezable product, if you will. It comes in a really small container, ideal to fit in a purse or a backpack or a fanny pack or somewhere if you're going out on the town, if you're going out for the day. Here's the thing about hydration. Hydration is so much more than just making sure that you get enough water. It's to, It allows your body to literally absorb and maintain electrolytes, nutrients, And all kinds of other things which allow the body to actually function better. This is what makes Bowie so unique and different. One container has 40 servings in it. So you just take one little squeeze in your water, your coffee, your alcoholic beverage of choice, or whatever else you're drinking, and boom. It really helps your body maintain not just hydration, but allows you to retain all those extra nutrients which will allow you to more optimally perform in so many areas of your life. So definitely give it a try. Please head over to justadbuoy.com. Take advantage of our unique partnership and get a 20% discount on all your purchases by simply using the coupon code capital C, capital U, F-I-T, 20. That's C-U, capital F, and then lowercase I-T, C-U-FIT, 20 and take advantage of getting 20% off of all of your purchases. I know that you're gonna love it as much as I do. It comes in three different varieties. You can get the regular electrolyte, uh, which is a, a small blue container. You can also get one easy, Buoy Immunity and Buoy Energy. Try all of them. You can also find them in CVS drugstores nationwide, but definitely go to their site and take advantage of our exclusive discount and let us know what you think. Welcome to today's show, everybody. I'm Allison Kaczkowski. Um, Today, I have a pretty amazing guest. I'm super excited to talk to this guy. I have Dr. Matt Chalmers with me today, who is an a national, international wellness expert and also a best-selling author. He's just a wealth of information. And I knew when I read about his bio that I knew I needed to, to talk to him in this space because I feel like we can really have an open conversation about a lot of the health questions that I know all of you guys ask me on a regular basis. So, Dr. Chalmers, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Absolutely. Looking forward to being here.
0: Absolutely. Cool. So why don't you first, before we get into anything health, wellness, or hormones related, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you and what you do?
1: So I'm a wellness uh, expertise. What we kind of of look for is we're doing the forward-looking issues. Uh So how do we prevent cancer? How do we prevent, you know, can't, uh, heart attacks and strokes? How do we look forward, get these things, information, and treat the problem now instead of waiting until we have a heart attack or stroke to deal with things uh, in that manner?
0: Okay, I love that. So who do you, what, t- let's, let's talk a little bit about like the types of, types of things you see on a day-to-day basis and kind of what a typical day in your practice really looks like.
1: So my practice is really fun. I get, uh, everybody sends me the hard to get cases, the, I don't know how to fix this. So they're going to send me a type I of, love type that. of so we see a lot of PCOS, uh, celiac IBS. Um, we're seeing a bunch of chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. that type of stuff right now. And then we do a ton of post-cancer work. So yeah. somebody's had cancer, they've overcome it. And then we go back through and clean the body up so they don't get cancer again.
0: I see. Okay. So out, out of all of that, what would you say, what would you say typically you're seeing the most of right now? I mean, as we sort of come out of the pandemic,
1: I would say stress-induced chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia.
0: Yep. Yep. I totally agree. I see it a lot in my clients as well. It's just the the long-standing mental effects of all of that too, because all of that tension has to go somewhere in your body.
1: Absolutely. And when we get stressed out like that, most of the time, because of the neurology of it, it shuts down the, the body's ability to digest, and so we have all kinds of gut issues that spring up from that, and that gives you the ADD and the fibromyalgia and the whole deal.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So let's just kind of start off with, you know, because this 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 show, I like this show to be kind of this great big space where we talk about all things self-care. And as a fitness expert, um, spending the majority of my career in the, in the health and fitness space, what I find really is problematic for so many people, women in particular, since probably the the majority of my audience is women, although I do have a lot of men in my audience and they're all over 45 to 50 is they all, they all have this story that everything else is more important than themselves. You know, I've got to go take care of this. I've got to go do that. And when I'm not as busy, then I'll get to it. And most of the time, by the time they get to me, they've got like I don't want to say serious health issues, but they're on their way to having what could become a really serious health issue. So in your opinion, as a, as a wellness expert and being that you see so many of these things day to day in your practice um, from a preventative standpoint, how, how, what could you actually say to that?
1: You know, it's funny. I actually have a mom lecture that I give people because (laughs) just, just like you said, and so mom always, while she's the most important person in the family uh, from a health perspective, they always treat themselves lax. Yeah. And, and so I always tell them, if you're going to, you know, moms take care of the kids, the friend, kids, friends, the friends, kids, the adults, stray animals, stray people. And then they wait till the very end of the day to maybe take care of them.
0: Yeah. And the
1: problem with that is that, like I said, they're the linchpin. If they don't yeah. take care of themselves. They can't take care of anybody else. So. Yeah. That's the first piece. We've got to work on the stress level and, you know, making sure mom's recharging her battery so that she can then take care of everybody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so about stress, um, you know, I'm hearing that probably more than I heard it last year right now. Oh, I'm just so stressed out. Oh, I'm just, if I could just get rid of some of this stress, what do you say to that?
1: So the first thing we have to do is we have to start kind of prioritizing the day. So we start Mm -hmm. with a psychological review of what are you doing in the day? What can we take out? What do we need to leave in? And then a lot of times what we're seeing is that all of us are just overstressed and we have two choices, give up on things that matter or balance those things. Mm-hmm. So working out in the middle of the day, taking different supplementations, k 10 B vitamins, but then at the end of the day, recognizing we've done everything we can, shutting our brain down and then going to sleep to get restful sleep really helps kind of balance all of those things together. Yeah. So that's generally where we start.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I find is just to piggyback on that with people is that, you know, they're, they're so used to doing things a certain way. You know I mean? It's like one of my favorite sayings is we get, we get really good at what we do often. And so what I see so much in people is, is we've just, we've, we've gotten so used to doing things a certain way that when you look at, say it's January. So in our business, we used to call this years ago, we used to call January, the Christmas season in the fitness business. Um, And so what happens is, is people wake up on January one and they decide, okay, I'm going to lose that 20 pounds or whatever, you know, their goal is. And when they get to about now, you know, they start thinking about how hard that goal is going to be because they're so used to doing things a certain way, um, that, Tackling such a big change like that not only is intimidating, but they've never been able to make it work until now. So what makes them think they can do it now? So I'd be interested to hear your perspective as an expert on what you hear from your people on that.
1: Lots of times when we see I'm going to make a change, a big change for my life because of a date on a calendar, it's very, very difficult because that's not a strong enough reason why. So what I'll do is I'll sit them down and say, okay, who cares about January 1st? why do you want to be healthier? Tell me about your kids. What are your goals? Do you want to see them get married? Do you want to see them do this? Do you recognize that whatever, whatever you do, your children will see and emulate. So Mm -hmm. if you want your children to be healthy, you need to be healthy, but let's work on this. Why you want to make this change. Uh And then if we can make a serious why, then we know that we're gonna be able to stick to it because whenever things get hard and you, you want that cookie, you don't want to do those last, you know, that last mile run, You always have to look back at your why and figure out this is why I'm doing something because a date changed. It's not strong enough for anybody, but because you want to see your kids get married, that's a pretty solid why. And so that's the first thing we do is we work on goal setting and why we're doing something. Uh, And that's generally enough to keep them moving forward.
0: Yeah. I found to have a lot of good luck with that as well, but what I find is, and the reason I say that is, is that, you know, I had a, a, a memory pop up in my social media yesterday about a post that I did. I don't know, a few years ago on, you know, yesterday was what they call National Ditch Your Resolution Day. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I've seen it all, right? <laughs> I didn't know there was actually a day for that. So the reason I say that is, is that, you know, someone like yourself who is so proactive as far as wellness goes and, and helping people, you know, make, make significant changes by doing the small baby steps. Why do you think that's really so difficult for people?
1: I think the biggest issue is that a lot of people haven't had to take the personal responsibility to get healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's the big issue is they, they've taken the personal responsibility to pay their rent, to, you know, pay for college, to feed their family and things like that. But they haven't taken a step back and under fully understood the need for the personal responsibility aspect of being healthy for themselves and for their family. So that's the big piece is, you know, people have to own, their own health, like mm-hmm. nobody has a great body, was you know was in, they really inherited it. You know, you can talk about yeah. genetics, and but you've got to work for everything that you do, and so you have to make the decision to do the work. And that's that's the big thing about taking the responsibility in your own hands.
0: Yeah, it sounds like from what you're saying, it's a lot of what what I hear too. It's that people are really good at taking the action steps, but they don't really take the time to, or, or they just think by taking the action that they're going to see all the results. But a lot of it is you know, having, you know, the right thoughts and beliefs in place too.
1: And that, that is a giant piece. But one of the other things I make sure that we we always focus on the right goals. Yeah. Because if your goal is to lose 20 pounds and you lose 20 pounds, you're done.
0: Yeah, And
1: that's, that's a big problem. So I always try to sit down and go, look, if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, I don't, we're not going to have a great, a lot of work together. Yeah. But if you want to be healthier for the long-term because you want to see your kids graduate, you want to yeah. see, you, you have this great why in the distance then we can start building this in. If losing 20 pounds is part of it, great. If gaining 20 pounds of muscle is part of it, great. But we have this much longer road that's going to be more of a lifestyle change. And that's really where we start to see people really make positive strides long term.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, and and I know this will probably be a little bit repetitive um, for those of you listening, but because um, we basically alluded to this at the beginning of our conversation, but When we talk about changing someone's lifestyle, there's usually a lot of interwoven things. I like to call a lot of interwoven fibers, if you will. And I know before we got on the air, we were talking about, you know, how stress is such a big issue now and fibromyalgia and all these these conditions that are really a result of, of, you know, trying to manage too much stress on a day-to-day basis. What, in your opinion, how do you think that affects someone's ability to lose weight and actually make positive lifestyle changes to live a healthier life?
1: That's a great question. It's really, really important. It's probably the number one thing mm-hmm. people really need to start focusing on because yeah. what, what we haven't done a good enough job is doing is explaining the neurology of stress. Yeah, When we get stressed out, we shift from what's called parasympathetic, which is resting, digesting into sympathetic, which is fight flight. Yeah. And so now we don't digest our food. We don't absorb the right nutrients. Our testosterone levels drop to the floor. So we can't heal or regenerate. Uh, our metabolism falls apart. Uh, so we start actually going more for cravings. Uh-huh. So we start eating more sugars, higher calories. You know, we start rushing through foods and so we're, we're not getting the functionality we need. So yeah. what we need to do is start grabbing hold of our life and being like, okay, when am I waking up? What am I doing to manage stress from the moment my alarm goes off until lunch? And then from lunch until dinner, when I get home from work, how am I going to manage the psychological piece? And then what are we going to do for the physicality part? So the exercise, that type of thing. So lots of people just go, well, I'm going to run more and eat less. And that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for your psychological component to manage your stress and deal with that? That piece, like I think, is the biggest piece we need to confront in this in this field before people can really start to see massive changes.
0: Yeah. And that's where, what you were saying about setting goals. I I love that. I mean, I do that with all my clients too, but, but what I really find interesting with people and what I'm really feeling a calling to teach to more with people is teaching them the right mindset around the goal changes that, you know, a resolution to me is, 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 you know, kind of symbolizes you know, I don't want to say a short-term goal, but um, it kind of almost means something that you don't have. And so if you're setting a, I prefer to call it setting intentions because it becomes more of like a day-to-day, week-to-week necessary component of how you live.
1: Yeah, I do something very, very similar. I, you know, when people sit down, they say, well, he, here's here's the things I need to do to change my life for the better. And I always ask them, okay, that's, that's fantastic that you've sat down and figured out what's not working in your life and yeah. where you need to go with it. Yeah, But let's work that into your life because if you honestly think this needs to change, it needs to change. And yeah. so just like you said, with the intentions, what are we intentionally going to make our life? How are we going to intentionally change our life for the better? Mm-hmm. And so I really like the intentions piece, but that's that's the biggest piece of, like we said, with goal setting is not just setting the goal, but why are we setting this goal? Why yeah. is this important to you?
0: Yeah. So it's like you're, you're connecting, kind of making it, deciding what your anchor habit's going to be is what the way I like to refer to it you know, is something that is going to give you that internal drive so that, say, when you have a day when it's, you know, freaking 15 degrees outside and you don't feel like going for your walk, you know, or a day that you've got a million things going on at your job, you know, it's that anchor that's going to drive you to make sure that you do the necessary things to change your life.
1: Yeah, there's so many reasons why you can decide, oh, I have a good reason to skip my workout today. Yeah. Well, I have this thing. And if you just decide, no, my, my health and my kids are more important than the fact that I have sniffles or that it's cold or that it's too hot or whatever, that really kind of helps push you through. I always tell people you can only get a, you can only give yourself a 10 for your workout. If you really didn't want to do it that day, the the days that are the hardest, that's the biggest wins you know, you got a crappy workout, but you really didn't want to go and you had all these reasons not to, but you chose to go anyway. That's when you give yourself the biggest whip.
0: Oh, I love that. I totally love that. I'm going to have to remember that because I always tell people that it's always easy on the days when everything goes according to plan. You know, it, it's easy to make sure you get your workout in, your, your weights, your cardio, whatever it is that you're doing. It, it's, you know, it's, it's so much harder on the days that things aren't going right, but you still do it anyway. It's like, that's the difference between a successful person and somebody who isn't as successful.
1: And that's exactly the thing. And I always tell people a crappy workout is infinitely better than no workout at all. Yeah. And they go, well, explain to me how that's going to help me lose weight. And I said, you're missing the point.
0: Yeah. You
1: made a mental decision to go ahead and do something, even though you knew it wasn't going to be as good as it could have been. Yeah. You honored your time and you honored your commitment, even though it wasn't the best it could have been. I said that, that, that psychological win is much more important than whatever you did for your body that day. Yeah. So that's the big piece.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I just I love that. I love a crappy workout's better than none at all. I'm gonna to have to remember that. So so um so let's let's go back to stress for a few minutes because I really feel like this is really, I think what's gonna come out is probably one of the biggest health concerns in society today. I think it was big last year, but I think it's even bigger now. And so, you know, we've kind of alluded to a little bit of that already. Um, but from your perspective. What do you think are the biggest things that stress people out right now?
1: You know, we're, we've still got, for a majority of the country, we're still very, very scared of getting sick. So, mm-hmm. you know, COVID-style issues—that's a big piece. Uh, if our school, if our kids' schools are going to close down, yeah. you know, these these other things—you know, what's going to happen with the with our jobs? So, there's a lot of things that we're stressing out about that we have very little, if any, control over. Yeah, And so that's one of those big things of, you know, you've got to like, yes, those are gigantic, important things, but you have to recognize your level of control and Mm -hmm. then put your stress levels equal to that. What can we control? If you can't control your school closing or kids' school closing, what can you do? Well, you can make sure that the food your kids are eating that you're eating is is the best for them. Mm -hmm. You can make sure that you're doing something active every day, that you're actively choosing something that's going to help you Mm de-stress. Focusing on, you know a book or prayer or meditation or whatever it is that helps you eliminate that stress. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we can control. And so those are the things we need to focus a little bit heavier on, and that's going to help eliminate your stress quite a bit more than just sitting around worrying.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally. I totally get that. So let's go just a little bit deeper with the stress too, while, while we have some time. Um, You know, stress is really at the the culprit of so many other health issues today. You know, it's it's the reason why so many people, I think, get out of shape, why they become sedentary, why, to use your words, their metabolism gets out of whack, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think what do you think are the biggest health issues that are a result of stress or that have stress really at the root of the problem?
1: Well, it's kind of fun because when you start really diving into the stress function and the neurologic aspect, yeah, stress, stress is what causes what's called reactive oxidative stress, uh-huh. or ROS. Most people are familiar with that as like an, uh free radical damage. Yeah, And so what ends up happening is we get a lot more inflammation. That inflammation mm-hmm. breaks up our blood vessels. So we get more placking, more heart attacks, more strokes. But that, that ROS can also alter the way our chemistry is so much that it actually radically increases cancer. Yeah. So if we look at the major killers in the civilized world, heart attack, stroke, cancer, you know, those things are directly related to stress levels. Mm-hmm. And they are also things that we can, for a large degree, really manage if we just kind of get on top of it and we just decide we're going to. It's, it's not yeah. that hard to manage.
0: Yeah, well, so many of it is directly connected to lifestyle, you know, which are is, you know, really about choices that we make day to day is what I'm hearing you say.
1: Absolutely. You know, if you decide, hey, I'm going to I'm going to take the time to work out. I'm going to do it in this manner. So, for instance, I like to work out between 11 and 2 because mm-hmm. that cuts my day in half. And so all the stress of my mind's building up, I can then go through kinetic motion, break down and eliminate. And yeah. So then my stress level doesn't get as high as it would if I just didn't work out in the middle of the day. Yeah, And then when I get home, my wife and I have, because as the neuro guy, we've kind of set this up. I get home and I get 20 minutes to decompress. So no one Uh. talks, everyone says hi, and then that's it. No one talks to me. No one asks any questions. Then we bring Uh. to worry about (laughs) for about 20 minutes. And then once I've kind of shifted away from work mode into house mode, then I give my wife 20 to 30 minutes to tell me everything that she wants to tell me about how work day went, how the kids are doing everything. She just kind of gets to just explode all this information yeah and then we then we turn to the kids we start working on the kids and then towards the end of the night before we go to bed I sit down and there's a meditation process I go through to kind of shut everything off so that when I do get in sleep we get deep restful sleep and so that's to a degree how I manage my stress and so that's what I ready to do
0: well it's like you're recognizing that you need an outlet you know and you're doing those things so that your time with your wife and your family is much more high quality time versus just reactive time. Right?
1: Absolutely. And that's one of those big things. People come in and they say my, my work life balance is terrible. And what we find out is that there's a lot of time that they could be spending with their family in a more productive manner, but they've, they've kind of put other things in its place. Well, I have to cook dinner and I have to clean this and I have to do these things. And then the kids go to bed. And so I'm like, well, Why don't you incorporate some of those things together? Clean after they go to bed, have the kids help make dinner, you know, things like that. It would improve the quality of the amount of time you're actually spending with them. So that's that's one of those things, but there's lots of little things that we go through and we kind of work on in that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I just I personally think when that's the case for people, I think it's again, it's we get really good at what we do often, right? It's, you know, people are good at compartmentalizing and they're good at staying busy. And if I'm busy, then I won't have to think about this other issue over here kind of thing. Um, you know, we're creatures of habit.
1: And that's very true. So coming up with a way of, you know, you can even live in that space, right? You can even be a creature of habit. If you just sit down and plan out what your habit's going to be, then you not only have you taken control of it, so it's less stressful, but now you've kind of set everything up so that you can take a look at it every week, two weeks, month and say, is this working for me or not? Yeah. If not change your routine. Don't let your routine change you.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that one, too. Lots of lots of golden nuggets here. So so let's shift over to fitness just for a little bit, since that's my wheelhouse. And let's talk about stress and fitness. So what I hear from a lot of my clients about stress is, you know, they use you know their workouts, say, as a way to get rid of the stress. But it's all but it's like but but when they think about, you know, the weight loss and the other things that they really want to work on it becomes more complicated because there's just so many things at work going on. I, I'd love your opinion just to shed some light on that.
1: Well, one of the first things I don't work, uh, I won't let people work on weight loss. Um, and the reason is it's kind of a funny story. I had a woman yeah. come in and she had a, a, a number in her head of what mm-hmm. she wanted to weigh. And she lost almost six inches off of her waist. And she comes to me and she goes, I don't think this is working for me. And I said, what, what, I was completely flabbergasted. I said, what yeah. are you talking about? Right. And she was like, I haven't lost enough weight. Well, the problem was we were putting muscle on at the same time we were taking fat off. Uh-huh. So her weight wasn't changing as much. So that goes back to that that, that goal orientation thing again. Yeah. Are we moving for, towards the right goal?
0: Yeah. So when
1: people come in and they're super stressed out, one of the things I make sure of is if, if you've targeted a goal that's really important to you, we need to assess why is that goal important to you? Because if you're like, well, I want to weigh 125 pounds why, why, why do we need to go there? And if people finally realize, oh, I want to, I actually want to look like somebody who weighs 140 pounds. Okay. Uh-huh. Now we can redirect that. And so you're not as stressed out that you're not quote unquote hitting your goals because now we've reassessed your goals and made sure that they're really where you want to be because weight yeah. is kind of an arbitrary number. Yeah. So those are some of the things that we want to make sure of is that one, our goals are where they should be. Mm-hmm. And then thus by a, attaining them, we can then reduce our stress. We can see ourselves progressing towards our goals. And that's that's one of the biggest ways that we try to use them to reduce our stress.
0: Yeah. And that and you you're kind they're kind of framing, kind of learning a new mindset around it too, which is something they can carry forward, which is ultimately going to lead them to make different decisions down the road.
1: Yeah. It's always kind of interesting whenever we start working down that road
0: mm-hmm. of
1: the, you know, because when what's because I'll show the pictures of my my athletic like with women, we show them pictures of my friends who are models and yeah. you know, that type of thing. And they'll go, oh, oh, I'd like, I want to look like her. And I'm like, okay, well, she weighs 160 pounds. Yeah. And they just look at me and they're flabbergasted. Yeah. They're like, she, right. She has 12% body fat, but she's a lot of muscle.
0: Yeah. And they
1: go, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I, I didn't know that was a thing that women looked like that and weighed that much. And so that's one of those first key po- points that we started to mm-hmm. make is let's really focus on what we want and the cool thing is, is that then they start going, oh, so like, I can eat a little bit more. Yeah. Yes, you need to eat a little bit more. Oh, yeah. okay. So I don't have to work out like, no, you. here's the pattern we need to get to this goal now that we know that what your goals really are. Yeah. And so that's a big piece.
0: Well, and they can, you know, basically decide what that looks like for them. I think as a society, we've gotten to where we're used to looking at a photo of a supermodel and we just assume that they weigh hundred pounds or 110 pounds or whatever. And all they eat is lettuce, you know, all day or whatever, you know, I just, yeah. I feel like, you know, our society to some degree has kind of forced that upon us. So I think it's, it's up to us in the, in the health and fitness and wellness space to, you know, emphasize to people that how important it is that they can decide what that looks like for them.
1: Yeah. What are the tests they use for body dysmorphia? is I'll bring people in and I'll say, okay, imagine in your head, you're the perfect height. Mm-hmm. You have the best arms, butt, legs, chest, face, hair, all of that. You get to pick from every different actor, actress, model, whatever you want and put this all together, but you weigh 200 pounds. Yeah. And you're totally healthy. Are you okay with that? When people go, absolutely not. I go, okay, we need to have a talk about body dysmorphia. Yeah. We need to have a talk about what's really going on. Yeah. Because if you're healthy and you look exactly the way you want to, you shouldn't care what you weigh.
0: Yeah, well, weight to me is just is a little misleading. It really doesn't tell the full story. You know, it's like what I I, what I tell a lot of my clients is when you go to the doctor's office, what's on the wall? Usually it's a BMI chart, you know, and that really doesn't tell me anything about where you are. It doesn't tell me anything about your health, about your fitness level or anything. You know, it just basically is for insurance purposes.
1: Yeah. I have a, I have a real big issue with BMI um, yeah. and that's not and it's not with people always go, Oh, you're mad at us. For using No, I'm mad at the meta uh, my community for you. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason is because you, you ask a doc, you say, Hey, when does the BMI not work? And they say, when people exercise a lot, okay, don't you tell people to exercise? Oh, I tell everyone to exercise. Well, then if they follow your advice, yeah. you're, the charts you're using for their health will not work. Yeah. Why are we using these? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, everyone just kind of looks at you blindly. And the answer is because that's a checkbox for insurance payment. Yeah, that's the only totally. Reason.
0: Totally. I mean, if you go by uh, BMI charts, I'm like grade one obese because I'm five foot nine and I weigh 165 pounds, but I lift weights. So I'm like, whatever. I like the way I look, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm six feet tall. I weigh 250 pounds and you can see my abs. Yeah, I'm morbidly obese. Like, if yeah. you look at, they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're going to die tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. oh, probably we're the healthier people you've ever met. So.
0: No, I uh, totally, I'm with you. Um, it's, it's just, it's so frustrating because it's just, it's just part of, part of when you're talking about wellness as a lifestyle, it's like, you know, we have to keep encouraging people to decide what that looks like for them, but they're in charge ultimately.
1: Well, one of the stories I tell in my book is I had a 17 year old soccer player. She's the epitome of the daughter you always want, straight yeah. A's. Uh, super sweet, beautiful, awesome soccer player. Just the greatest person in the world. So she comes in. Uh, this is I hadn't seen her for six, seven months. She comes in. She's lost a lot of muscle. She looks terrible. Completely unhealthy. Uh, she's miserable, depressed, and her she's she's failing at some of her classes. Wow. Well, we go to find out what happened was she went in for one of her physicals, and the doctor took her BMI and said, you know, you need to be careful. You're uh, borderline obese. When you tell oh my a 16, 17-year-old girl she's obese, you just told her she's a fat cow. So <laughs> what ended up happening was it instantly gave her an eating disorder because the guy in the white coat, the person she's supposed to respect and trust, their opinion on her health told her she was a fat. Uh-huh. So she quit eating and it destroyed her soccer game. It destroyed a lot of part of her life. And so it took wow. us a while to rebuild that back up. So this is the other major reason I have an issue with the BMI. This this person, this girl was as healthy as you could imagine to be in every aspect of her life. And she got it crushed by one offhand comment.
0: Yeah, it's just and then what does that tell you about her stress level and her state of mind? Probably nothing really good.
1: Well, and the other thing is, I think that we need to kind of take a step back and recognize is that just because teenagers don't have houses to pay for mortgages, they don't have all the debt, they don't have the daily financial grind and stuff we do. They still deal with a substantial totally, totally for their for their time in life. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those things that you know, I'm not trying to say that we should be, you know, soft cupcakes with our kids, but at the same time, we do need to recognize from a mental health aspect. They do, they're under a tremendous amount of stress and we need to factor that into our health plans for our kids.
0: Well, and that's the other fact, the other piece to the whole stress thing is the effect on mental health. I mean, what I'm seeing a lot of of people in people is extreme anxiety, Um, anxiety that's just off and some people it's off the charts and some people it just kind of comes and goes, but it's, but it's not like something that they feel like they have a handle on.
1: You know, and that's, that's kind of interesting. We do a lot of work with that. So when people come in and they say, I don't know what's going on, but lately I've just been seeing tremendous amounts of anxiety and I'm stressed out over everything.
0: Mm. My first
1: question is how much has your life changed? Yeah. And if they look at me and they go, it hasn't changed that much at all. What we then go to, is so we look at Eastern medicine, Eastern medicine says the kidney is the wellspring of life. So anxiety and depression live in the kidney. So we can do kidney detoxes, we can feed the kidney, we can increase the water, we can supplement to the kidney, kidney castor packs are one of my favorites. And if we can take the pressure off the kidneys, lots of times the stress and the anxiety really calm down.
0: So that detox is
1: really important. Now, here's the other side of that, though. If I go, really, what's changed? And they go, well, we had to move and my husband lost his job. And, you know, my uncle's in, you know, is in hospice. All right, lots of things have changed. We need a more psychological piece of this to yeah. deal with these new stressors, yeah. so anytime we have anxiety, we need to deal with it. It's just sometimes we need to talk about it and unpack the mental piece, and sometimes we need to clean the body's chemistry and take the pressure off.
0: So yeah, the I love that. Big
1: fields, I see.
0: Yeah, I love that. I see that a lot too. Um, by the time people get to me, it's usually they've you know they've been a few places and things just aren't working, and so they just kind of need a total reset. So I can totally appreciate that. So. Let's say someone out there is listening to this conversation and they're thinking that, wow, you know, I think I can really make these goals stick now if I just kind of think about it in a different way. But maybe they just don't really know where to begin because there's obviously a number of places where you can start. What would you tell them?
1: You know, it's funny because I always kind of revert back to Newton's laws and I tell people, just start moving. Just don't, if you don't have a plan, just get out and walk around the block. Just start moving. And as you start moving, then you'll start to come up. Well, oh, what if I walked further? What if I walked faster? What if I drank more water? These things will start coming and you can start uh, you can start adding things to your motion. Yeah. You just get in motion, just get functionally moving in the right direction. And you might walk down the wrong road, but at least you're walking. And then yeah. you can start changing how you're doing things. So, you know, I see way too many people who sit around and think for years and then never do anything. And they they've hurt themselves by overthinking.
0: Yeah, I just think, I think as human beings, you know, I think, I think we tend to overthink a little bit, you know, um, and if you're, you know, a type to really ask a lot of questions, I think it's really easy to forget yourself in that space. So I love your philosophy of just keeping things very simple and picking something as simple as taking a walk and just going from there. It's amazing how just making one decision can lead you to a whole host of other good decisions for you that will feed the new behavior.
1: Yeah, it really is kind of just once you start, because in your head, when you think of something, taking action, ver- validates what you're thinking in your head. So yeah. first you start with walking, then you start drinking a little bit more water, then you walk a little bit more, then you start saying, well, what, what is the best diet for my body type? And mm-hmm. you can start researching that, then you can start changing your diet a little bit. And so these things just snowball. And it's, it's amazing what I have people when they come in, and they go, hey, I just started writing down what I ate every day. And that led to X to Y to Z. And now I'm here trying to, you know, really focus on getting my health back. It's, it's yeah. amazing to see these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. That's just so easy and simple. So I hope that, you know, everyone out there listening is is able to, to take that to heart. So where can people find you?
1: So uh, everything kind of revolves around my website, ChalmersWellness.com. Um, if you guys are in social media, people, uh, Dr. Chalmers1 is the YouTube and the Instagram and that type of thing, but chalmerswellness.com is probably the easiest place to find me.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll have all of your information is in the show notes. So if anybody is wanting to reach out to Dr. Chalmers, please, you'll find all of those links in the show notes. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join me today. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. It was fun.
0: Okay. Any parting words, any final thoughts?
1: Just don't overthink it and just get started.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't get much more simple than that, right? I hope not. (laughs) Okay. Thank you again for making time today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if anyone out there is listening and finding that this is really inspirational and helpful, just from a simplicity standpoint, which is really what I try to do when I bring a guest on is to give you simple, actionable things that you can walk away with. Please feel free to reach out to Dr. Chalmers. Again, his website is chalmerswellness.com. Or you can find him on any of his social media channels, which those will actually be or are in the show notes, I should say. And uh, before I sign off, I just want to thank you guys for all of your support um, of, this, of my show and supporting me and my message. We're all over the world. We have thousands of listeners um, and every week we reach more and more people. And that's really my goal every single week when I show up, whether it's me, whether I have the opportunity to interview and have a conversation with another expert or to hear from one of you on a story that has made self-care transformative and easier for you and your life. Uh, We definitely want to hear that here. Please feel free to reach out to me at allison at cufitness.com if you have an idea or if you would like to share your story here. Um, I'm always um, up for hearing uh, from my audience, so please don't hesitate to reach out on that. We do have a couple of our destination retreats coming up. Our retreat schedule is live. We are working on the back half of 2022, but we are going to be heading to Charleston, South Carolina in February. And then we go back to the Keys in May. So if you are interested in a little travel, maybe getting out and getting a reset for yourself on possibly what your future vision could look like when it comes to your health, fitness, and wellness, um, then these trips could be a possibility for you. So please reach out and let's have a conversation. Or if you'd like to find me on social media, You can find me on my Instagram, I'm fitstylegal, or you can find me um, on Facebook or on my business page as well. And you'll find all of that in the show notes as well. Um, Last thing I'll ask before I sign off is is if you have not given us a review, um, I would certainly love if you would take a few minutes to do that. You can find us on iTunes or on Podchaser. Um, And when you do that, if you want to screenshot your review and send it to me, I'll be happy to send you a small gift as a token of my appreciation. Again, thank you again for all of your support for making our show such a success. I could not do it without you. This is Allison Katzkowski with the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.